have your sports curiosity cured. Eugene Hopkins, McDavid, a pass in front, Hyman's there, and he scores! That's goals in six straight games as the Zach Hyman highlight reel continues. A veteran of the sports reporting game for over 25 years. Up down by Bouchard, who had to be careful. Stretch pass, the Oilers are in. McDavid to Hyman. He scores! 40th of the season! He's the Hymenator! Breaking down Edmonton's favorite teams. Back home to McDavid. As he pilots through, McDavid keeping shooting. Sports Radio is back in the Edmonton area. This is Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carrius Show. All right, here we go for Saul 122 on... Uh a leap day, February 29th, minus 18 on the way into the Sports 1440 studios. Um, looking for a high of about minus 9 today, but then, man, chilly, chilly, chilly for the weekend. Minus 21 tonight, and really the weather sucks for the next week or so, but it's leap day. That's like an extra day. Do you look at it like an extra day where you got to work an extra day or an extra day to do something? Be positive. It's uh, the Duke's buddies, the big Sebolia's birthday. So he's what, seven years old, Duke? Is that what he is? Or eight? Big seven. seven. The, the big, big seven. seven years old. Anyone else sharing a birthday today? Let us know. one 401 How old are you? If you're, you know, 10, that would be 40, I guess. And I guess, you know, you just multiply by four. It's quite easy. But uh, hey, happy birthday to the big Sebolia. Big 28 or seven today. And... Um, Thanks so much for uh, tuning into the Kevin Carey Show on your drive into work uh, on the 1440 AM radio dial, and you are streaming on iHeartRadio. You can use the TuneIn app, uh, sports1440.ca, and then if you miss any part of the show, of course, you can catch up by searching the Kevin Carey Show on numerous platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and uh, then just subscribe, select the auto-download. You'll never, ever miss a second or a minute of the show. Uh, good morning again. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, looking forward to a big, big show once again, coming off the heels of a big, big win for the Oilers last night in overtime. Hey, we had the singer on yesterday, Harner Ryan Singh from Roger Sportsnet doing the call on uh, Sportsnet with Louis DeBrusque, and he comes up with the Hymenator. The Hymenator. Well done, Zinger, with the uh, 40th goal for Zach Hyman. Man, oh, man, what a year. 40 goals. That's the best value contract, whatever contract you want to call it uh, in the NHL. Kenny Holland, is uh, that's, that's the best move he's made by far. It's hard to believe that really it's been 33 years since an oiler other than Leon Dreisaitl other than Connor McDavid, has reached the 40-goal mark. It, it just seems like, man, you thought maybe Smitty would have got in there or, you know, obviously Doug Waite was a big setup guy, but, you know, there were a lot of guys over the years and, you know, maybe uh, just, uh, you know, Hammer, Alashemsky might have got close and, and a lot of guys were. 
But for the first time since 1991, when Peter Klima did it, uh, uh, an Oiler has hit the 40-goal plateau other than Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. So uh, Zach Hyman's incredible, incredible season continues, and so does Connor McDavid's with the overtime winner, one that really Jordan Binnington would like back. There's no question about that because, I mean, Binnington was outstanding in the game, and that goal just kind of, you know, off his shoulder kind of thing. Uh, you could see the, the puck fluttering, the jersey moving before it just sort of fluttered into the net and uh but first goal in 10 games for Connor McDavid you know all he does is pile up three points again now you know he's only nine points back of uh, Nikita Kucherov with some games in hand so I mean simply an amazing season once again uh, for Connor McDavid once again uh slow start slow start with the two goals by St. Louis in the early going one right off the hop on the power play that's just a, that's a that's a perfect shot by Robert Thomas, but then the second the second goal that that's a bad defensive breakdown, uh, especially by the defense pair of uh, of Cody CC and Darnell Nurse, both behind the net really, and then no one covering in tight and Pavel Buchnevich and you, you know he's having a phenomenal year as well, and you see why like yes everyone would love Pavel Buchnevich, but as Speck said yesterday. Why would St. Louis want to get rid of him? And we've talked on that, touched on that for, for a lot of players when it comes to trade deadline. Why does a team want to get rid of one of its top players? You're sniffing around here, but he's also a massive building block for you next year. He's got another year left. He's having a, a great, great uh, season. Text coming in one 1440 Cliff says, remember, there's no leap year when the year ends in 0-0. So every four years. Did you know that, Duke? No, I don't think I understand. Well, I think he's saying, like, no leap year in 2000, I guess. Is that what he's saying or not? I don't uh, know. Well, I, that well, doesn't make sense, does it? Because the year 2000 was a leap year. Yeah. Remember, there's no leap year when the year ends in zero zero. So every four years. Clarify, uh, Cliff. Come Cliff. on, Cliff. Because the, the, the scientific explanation on this is that the Earth takes 365 and one quarter days. Every century, Mark, he's saying. That's what he says. So no leap year every century, Mark. Why not? It, <laughs> well, because that would be true then because in, it... Well, that's two thousand. I don't know. What <laughs> like once, once, like it's it's a science. It's not just like we just decide that every four years. It's a scientific thing that every four years we amass another total day because the Earth's rotation is three sixty five and one quarter days. Cliff, I don't know, man. This is is this really the route we want to go down first? Thing right in the off morning? the hop. Well, I, I, that's what I didn't. Well, Cliff says Google it. Okay, we're, we're going to work on this one. Uh, speaking of leap and leap year and the rest of this year. Here's one for you. And for our all our uh, listeners, please text in on the Oilers app. Which player on this leap day, who do you think on the Oilers makes the leap, takes the leap down the stretch, makes more of an impact than what they're doing right now? Is it a guy like Dylan Holloway who saw a lot of time yesterday on the second line? He saw you know a fair bit of stretch from the second period on with... Evander Kane and Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and we'll get to his back check in just a moment. 
So is it a guy like Dylan Holloway who basically has all the tools? You see all the tools, and if he just has them all in the, in the toolbox right now, can he take that leap forward? Is it a guy like Connor Brown? Yes, yeah, still searching for that first goal. Can he take that leap forward and contribute offensively here down the stretch and into the playoffs where that's the reason they got him? Is it a guy like Ryan McLeod who... When you watch him, you just go, there's just so much more there to be untapped. You see the speed and you go, drive to the net a little bit more. Go hard to the net a little bit more. Get to the greasy areas. Get inside the perimeter. Is that a guy? Is it a guy like... Is it a guy like Corey Perry who's been very, very good but can even take his leadership skills a bit more? So which player do you think? Uh, down the road, down the stretch, maybe it's someone else other than those players I mentioned uh, can make that leap, make that leap down the stretch uh, for the Oilers. So let's talk about that Ryan Nugent Hopkins back check for a moment. And that's the turning point of the game with a score 2-2. On the power play, the Oilers are on the power play. Robert Thomas with a, a breakaway. In, and out of nowhere, Ryan Nugent Hopkins with an, a just lightning fast back check. And Thomas was just ready to pull the trigger. And RNH uh, lifts the stick, strips the puck, veers off to the corner. There's been a few memes or whatever that I saw when I got uh, back from the game last night. I'll tell you what, Duke, the first thing that I saw and the first thing that reminded me was Don Beebe and Leon Lett. And that's the first thing that I thought of was uh, when Leon Lett for the Dallas Cowboys was going to the end zone and kind of just, eh, it was a little nonchalant. The last four, five, six yards, Don Beebe comes out of nowhere, strips the ball, and it's a fumble. That's what I thought about when Ryan Nugent Hopkins made that play uh, last night. one 401 Lots of texts coming in. We'll get to those in a moment. So with that win last night, the Oilers now move one point back of Vegas in the Pacific Division standings uh, with two games in hand. So keep that in mind. It's going to be three games in hand after tonight when Vegas uh, plays in Boston. Man, are there some big, big, uh, big, big games uh, going on tonight in the NHL? Just like some serious, serious head-to-head matches that you go, Boy, when you look at this schedule tonight, it is simply amazing. So Vegas is in Boston. That's one of the big ones. <laughs> Winnipeg is in Dallas. So we might as well touch on that trade right now. So Dallas picks up Chris Tanev yesterday from the Calgary Flames. They get a third team involved. You're going to see a lot more of this, um, uh, I think, in than we've had in prior years with teams taking on salary. New Jersey Devils take on some salary and pick up a fourth-round draft pick. So Tanev to Dallas. The Flames get a second, a third, which probably turns into a second, depending on what exactly uh, happens as uh, playoff success for the Stars. And then they get Artem Grushnikov. By all accounts, kind of a tougher uh, tougher defenseman, still filling out. He's, uh, uh, by all accounts, saying that uh, people say that he can put on still a lot of weight on his frame. He's a, a tougher, hard-nosed, hard-working uh, kind of Russian defenseman. I'm, I'm kind of thinking like in that, uh, I don't know, like an Igor Ulanov mode way back in the day, if you want to go back. Not very big-time offensive. He played in Hamilton uh, for the Bulldogs. Last year, he's been playing in Texas 
this year. He's a second round draft pick of the Dallas Stars. So he's six foot two, 180 pounds, but by all accounts is, is going to turn into a harder guy to play against. Maybe, maybe it's a guy like, you know, they traded away like a, a Zadorov or something like that. Still a lot, a long way to go before he becomes a pro, but something down the road that the Calgary Flames feel that he can build into. So Winnipeg and Dallas, I, I can't see Chris Tanev being ready to go tonight with all the paperwork that has to happen. You got to get across the border. You got to, you have to, you, you know, you got visas, you got all that other stuff. So uh, that's one of the two big, big games. Then then Minnesota at Nashville. We know how well the Predators have been playing of late winners of six in a row. And Predators are in that first and second wildcard spot in the West with LA, both with 68 points. Kings do have two games in hand on Nashville, but uh, the Predators on a six-game winning streak. And then the LA Kings are in Vancouver. And uh, LA, after a couple of tough losses in Alberta, head out to West and we'll see uh, what shakes down there. Text one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Ah, Eddie and the deer. The earth going around the sun takes 365 days, six hours, nine minutes. A leap year is occasionally missed to account for the extra nine minutes. This is so just... I took, Cliff's, <laughs> I took Cliff's advice and did a little quick okay. Google search, and this is the, the quickest explanation is that... So when Pope Gregory adopted the Gregorian <laughs> calendar, they basically said the exception of century years, but the year 2000 was a leap year because it is a century year that is divisible by 400. So the year 2100, 2200 will not be leap years, but 2400 will be. Okay, Cliff, there's your history and uh, your science and your theological lesson for this morning. And someone else had texted in something as well about it being like a millennium. Oh, yeah, this Andrew? one. Andrew, yeah. do, uh, not a leap year on the century year, but a leap year on a millennium. Yes, 2000 was a millennium. Uh, but also, if my quick research here is to be proven that the year 2400 would also be a leap year, which, I mean, hey, if anybody uh, currently listening to the show is around to verify that, mm-hmm. kudos. <laughs> yes. Uh, Mark has a point here. I know you guys say that it doesn't make sense for the Blues to trade Bushnevich, but same could have been said about Nashville and Ekholm last year. He has two years remaining after last year and a good cap hit. He's a legit top four D-man on any team in the NHL. It's a good point. I, I just, I'd be stunned if St. Louis tr- trades a guy like that that is so critical uh, up front. Younger guy, too. A lot younger guy. Uh, look at Cliff. He's just all over you. Good work. I stand corrected. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate being held accountable as much as the next guy. So shout yeah. out, thanks, Cliff. And then uh, Brett from Stony Plain chimes in. You're putting my mind in a blender. <laughs> Very true. We've got a jam-packed show today. Uh, just unbelievable show tonight. Uh, today, Jerry Montajong from Post Media, NHL.com, will guest with us uh, right off the hop here after the break. Uh, sat with Jerry in the press box. We are kind of neck and neck right up there last night. At uh, 8 o'clock, Double Barrel Shotgun with our hockey insiders and lots to talk about with uh, Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet and uh, Frank Saravalli from the Daily Faceoff. And then at 9 o'clock... Uh, and this is all at from 8 to 10. Of course, Ladislav Schmid is our co-host every Thursday from 8 to 10. Boy, Laddie's going to have to be on top of his game today. First, he's got Mark. Then he's got Frank. Then uh, Devin Dubnik, a, a teammate of Laddie's for, oh, I don't know, four years uh, with the Oilers. And then Doobie went on to Minnesota. Well, before that, he went to 
Well, I guess he went Montreal, uh, Phoenix at the time, uh, Nashville, I guess Montreal, Nashville, Phoenix, and then Minnesota. But uh, really carved out his career in Minnesota for the Wild. Had a wonderful, uh, you know, half dozen years there. So Doobie will be with us at nine. And then John Scott, Dropping the Gloves podcast. Uh, he will join us at 9.20, so that'll be an interesting uh, conversation as well. At th- th- 10.20, we'll uh, shift gears and talk a little baseball spring training. Man, we're like we're four weeks away from the start of the uh, Major League Baseball season. Rock Kubato, Kubatko, pardon me, from uh, MASN Sports. Rock Kubatko, Baltimore Orioles uh, beat reporter, will be with us at 10.20 when we come back. Jerry Montajong, Post Media, NHL.com, on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Time now for the Puck Report, brought to you by Fountain Tire. And Fountain Tire is helping you stay on the road safely with flexible payment plans to suit your needs. Talk to your local store about their financing options. Learn more at FountainTire.com as we welcome in Jerry Montajong from Post Media, NHL.com. Good morning, Jerry. KK, how are you doing today? Oh, it's, you know, it's only been about, I don't know, 12 hours since we last saw each other. I miss you already. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Um, hey, are you, do you know anyone that is kind of a birthday on leap day year thing, or do you know anyone like that? Or No, uh, first I've, I've ever heard of that whole notion. I, I was in elementary school, and, and one of my classmates was explaining how uh, he's actually older than his uncle, who was born on on the 29th of February, and, and I just could not could not figure that out. I'm like, well, do you boss him around and tell him what to do? It's like, no. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I wasn't the brightest kid. Well, we'll have some uh, fun with that over the next uh, four hours. So, uh, for our listeners, so Jerry's been on the green and gold football team's beat for many, many years. Uh, now moved over to the Oilers and NHL beat this year. So I was thinking about this, Jerry, last night when Zach Hyman scored 39 and 40. And I was going to go, okay, now in Jerry's mind, after covering green and gold football for all these years, who would be a player that he would compare uh, on the football field that is Zach Hyman? And I came up with one guy, and I'm wondering if you're thinking the same way, J.C. Sherrod. Oh, J.C. Sherritt. You know? uh, let, let's see. You know what? Uh, I'm just thinking that's... of a guy, a massive team guy, goes out yeah. every play, no matter what the oh, score yeah, yeah. is, contributes, you know, uh, you know, in the in the stats column with tackles, yeah, with yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I wouldn't disagree. The, the only difference, it's so hard to compare because mm-hmm. – because football is uh, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of trades right like yeah. Hyman was with Toronto for for a while before but uh, JC uh, man I, it's funny he brings up and I don't know if this contributes to the conversation this morning or not but uh, didn't that guy have like eleven tackles in his, his debut game in the CFL something like uh, that yeah and and I just remember I, I just remember I was told uh, uh, Rich Stubler was not not the biggest fan he was the the D coordinator with the double E back then. Mm-hmm. And I just remember somebody telling me, he's like, that's, that's the kid that Stubler wanted to get rid of halfway through training <laughs> camp. So, well, yeah, absolutely. Hey, that's a, uh, 
It's that, you know I know we're good. comparing apples to oranges here, but I'm thinking about what he does yeah. for the team and everything. So you've you've covered him now for several months. I mean, and every time you must you watch him play in person, you just must be going, man, this is a guy. If we had twenty of these, I think we'd be just fine. Right, right, right. And and, and from where I'm sitting, obviously as a newcomer getting a front row seat to what's going on here down at Rogers. I'm like. Uh, I've never heard of this guy before. Could they just put anybody next to, you know, on McDavid's right wing and, and come out and, and lead the team? First of all, he's leading the team in, in goal scoring. I, I mean, 40 or not, that's that's enough of a, uh, to make an impression on me and, and a team where, uh, I mean, what the, you look at the, the, the leaders of the league from a year ago, and, I mean, that's McDavid and Drysaddle 1 and 2. How is this guy doing his thing but uh, I mean then you look at McDavid's assists and I don't know if that's a what is is that a conscious effort on his part it's like well I scored 64 last year and what I looked it up only only one guy has uh, uh, has more goals in the whole history of the uh, what is it the the Rocker Richard trophy yeah uh, and that was Ovechkin uh, back in 07 and 08 and, and he only scored 65 that year so I mean McDavid's like Coming off a historic goal-scoring campaign, and yes, he, he led the league in assists and obviously points too, but I mean, is that just a, a conscious thing? He, he's on pace now for triple digits and, you know, the first time since 99, right? So, what? I mean, the guy can do it all, and, and maybe he just is going to prove it to us this year, so who knows? Jer- yeah, Jerry Matajong from uh, Post Media and NHL.com, our guest on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. So you touched on McDavid a little bit. He's got 94 points. He's uh, nine behind Nikita Kucherov. He doesn't care, but does yeah. he catch him? Oh, boy. that's uh, I did break down their, their uh, goals per game, uh, uh, the latest streaks, and, and how many games are left. I mean, the, the Oilers have a, a handful of games in hand on you know, mm-hmm. both Tampa and uh, and um, Colorado. Well, who's who's the other guy? Colorado, Colorado yeah, yeah, Nate McKinnon, McKinnon yeah. for sure. So, I, I mean, there's a chance we've seen McDavid go on heaters. He's on a wild one right now, even though he only has he has one goal in in that whole streak of what ten games. So, uh, yeah, just wild to watch. And uh, I mean, if Hyman keeps doing what he's doing, what is he six? Six game streak now with the yeah. goal, and he's got eight in that in that streak. So, yeah, just just wild. But you know what? All this all this offensive firepower. I mean, this is nothing new for the Oilers. I, I mean, what really stood out for me, KK last night was uh, was the Stewart kid in the crease. Mm-hmm. And boy, I mean, you you look at him, it's like yes, the Oilers allowed two goals in the first five minutes, and everything was. I mean, the sky was falling at that point. Um, you know what? Stu Skinner might have been the only guy who who showed up for the the whole sixty minutes, but uh, you know, it just shows me a goalie can't do anything if nobody's playing in front of him. But once again, Oilers off to a, a sloppy start. They didn't even show up. Um, you know, two goals get by you, no matter whose fault it is. That's a, I mean, talk about an, an easy way to you know punch your ticket out of a game. But uh, you know what is all all he does is makes thirty five saves and, and goes on to win. Uh, and boy, you know the trade deadline's coming up next week, and and you know they they haven't been winning all the time. And after every loss, it, it, inevitably Skinner's name comes up, and and the the argument is, oh, this team will never win a, a Stanley Cup with them. Man, all I can think last night, K 
Kevin was, what would this team do without this kid right now? I mean, through no fault of his own, uh, it seems everybody forgets he's in his second year here, Mm -hmm. and the clubs back themselves up into a spot where they are, they are relying on him 100% to be the guy. Uh, and, and you know what? He's, he's responded more often than not. But, boy, the frightening thought is where would they be without him? I mean, what? You're Jack Campbell and, and Calvin Pickard, or you're mortgaging the future again to, to bring in somebody else's castaway because that strategy's worked so well in the past for this team. I mean, it's just... It's a frightening thought. Goaltending, Jerry, is the least of their problems in the last eight, in the next eight days. Uh, what Ken Holland has to look at moving forward here uh, with the NHL trade de- deadline. Uh, Jerry Matajong, Sports fourteen forty, with us. Uh, Kevin Carey show. It's at seven thirty in Edmonton. And Connor McDavid again. Now he's got a twenty four game home point scoring streak. Thirteen goals, forty four assists. That's all in that span. Wayne Gretzky has the longest at thirty three. So yeah, yeah. I kind of pose this question to some of our our listeners and they texted in so on this leap day jerry who would you say on the oilers roster has you know a chance the ability to make the biggest leap moving forward here in the final stretch run of the of the regular season and into the playoffs who on this roster in your mind has that chance has that ability to go i am going to make a big big leap moving forward here down the stretch I don't know. Doesn't Leon Drysaddle have to start picking up his end of this whole bargain here? I mean, nobody nobody disputes what he can do. He just hasn't really been doing it to the. Le- I mean, and there's nothing wrong with the season he's having. It, it just seems to me it's not up to par with what we're used to seeing. I, I mean, yes, he is, you know, number two on team scoring behind, obviously the, the number one player in the world. But I mean, it just seems. I don't know. He, he's he's. Maybe every team has a blueprint on on the way he likes to score. I mean, he's he's such a monster on the power play, yet uh, it just feels to me like he's he's tapered off a little bit there. And uh, you know, those one timers from the the right dot just aren't finding their way in. Is I think uh, the bar, the, you know, the, the bar and expectations are so high for Leon. I get yeah. where you're going there, and I know you know he's eleventh. 11th in, in in league scoring and he's only right. you know a handful of points to be you know in the top six or seven so I was kind of looking Jerry more on the lower end here like on the you know in in the bottom six or you know maybe someone else in that sense well it, and it just seems to me like uh, I don't know if there's a bottom six or a bottom seven right like that spot yeah. that that Yanmark is in right now uh, on, on the second line these last couple of games. I mean, it just seems to me like they're struggling to find somebody to fill that role. I mean, Fogel's been up and down all the year, bottom six to, to, to middle six, and, and it's just, uh, man, I don't know. But if you're looking for somebody to step up, let's, uh, you know what? You know who has impressed me the most? And this is from a guy who, you know, hasn't been around this hockey team very long at all, but. Man, this Dylan Holloway kid seems to have a pretty high ceiling on him. I, I don't know if if he's been around enough or, or has a, uh, you know enough of a, a juice to him to with the minutes he's getting to actually make any sort of impact. But boy, is he is he fun to watch when he's on the ice? Um, and I'm sure sooner or later, I don't know if it's going to be this year as uh, as the. Uh, they wind out the last 30 games or so here, but uh, boy, he's 
uh, he's he's certainly impressive to me. And, and not only on the ice, but just man, watch him in the, the dressing room. I mean, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> if if there was a uh, you know a, a wrestling match or something they had <laughs> in there, I mean, the kid is built like yeah. a brick. Um, you know, obviously, and he's been hurt a lot, not for what I understand it, early in his mm-hmm. career. But he, he has certainly not been wasting his time. Uh, I mean, obviously, in the weight room, you, you look at a lot of these guys. It's like, man, like, yes, they're they're in shape. They're pro athletes. It's it, uh, you know they're impressive. But you know, this kid just brings in a, a, another level of, mm-hmm. uh, of physique to uh, to that locker room, yeah. and I'm. sure Sure, that's got to pay off for him in the future. I, I just don't, you know, to answer your question, I, I don't know if he's the guy to, to do it here. He, he gets uh, such limited ice time. But, man, I, I'd like to see him get just a, a little more opportunity, maybe a little higher up. He He's at or near the top of the list for me, Jerry. And I, I think, again, that opportunity at times has been given to him. He is a player that really needs to seize that opportunity to grab that opportunity and really run with it. Other players of his age, of the amount of ice time that they've received in the last, either this year or, you know, the tail end of last year, have taken that opportunity and run with it. So, you know, and I mean, you you said it. He played, he started at the end of the second period and he started playing with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and uh, and Evander Kane. So he started there last night. That happened uh, two weeks ago in St. Louis as well. He started the game with them on the second line. So I think there's a chance for him to maybe uh, make some noise as well. Uh, Well, How how, how fun was that to watch him and and Jake Neighbors? I mean, these guys train each other in in the offseason and obviously Alberta boys. But, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you talk about players that age, and and uh, it it is pretty cool. I mean, I've, I've... Yes, I've covered football for so long, but the, I flipped over in the offseason to the Oil Kings for, for the last handful of years. And, yeah. uh, man, that, that neighbor's kid is, uh, is a heck of a player, too. He's had a he's had a strong strong year, uh, Jerry. Just one quick football yeah. question. I guess we got um, you know Edmonton Elks training camp starting up here in a, in a couple of months. Uh, just quick note on off season moves and uh, what the team looks like moving forward here in the early going. Yeah, well, uh, obviously, uh, in in uh, GM and head coach Chris Jones' vision, uh, it's going to look a lot different. Uh, not only offensively, of course, they bring in uh, you know McLeod, Bethel, Thompson, everybody knows that. Uh, you know, uh, they they bring in uh, you know one of one of his favorite targets from Toronto. They bring in. I, I mean, it's still the same old line. Uh, you know. They uh, they still have uh, the the uh, I mean Kevin Brown is is uh, has been up and down. Uh, Granny hasn't been here a heck of a lot of time, but boy, when he uh, really exploded onto the scene, I'd like to see him get back to those same levels. So uh, you know, I'd like to see a little bit more focus on the running game, especially when you're going through a, a QB transition like like the one they want to, because apparently Trey Ford, uh, you know, didn't do enough or, or isn't their guy or or doesn't you know isn't at that point yet, uh, you know, heading into his third year here. Uh, defensively, boy, uh, it, it the biggest change there, uh, Jake Ceresna no longer on that defensive line. Boy, we saw him, uh, you know, an, an interior guy who they moved uh, to the outside a lot, moved all around, and uh, really responded last year and, and was such a big part of that locker room leadership that, uh, yes, you, you can replace his, his skill out on the field, but uh, it's going to be a, a, a vastly different uh, locker room when, when I walk in there next hey. 
next spring here. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting season. Hey, Jerry, thanks for hopping on in the early hours of the morning for you. I know you're back in the rack here right away, so. <laughs> no problem, pal. Happy to do it. Yeah, the big Dutchman, Jerry Matajong from uh, Post Media and NHL.com. Uh, that's the Puck Report brought to you by Fountain Tire. You can head to FountainTire.com to check out their winter tire lineup and brand offerings. When we come back, we'll get to some Oilers sound from last night, and we will get to more of your texts. How the world spins around, Duke. You've opened, it's just like, uh, tell us, Duke, how does it work? What it, uh, uh, the Duke of Delburn, the science, the I'm a science man, guy. I'm a man of science. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a I'm a learned man. You're you're like the Bill Nye, the science guy, the Duke, yeah. the science guy. Edmonton version. <laughs> uh, that's coming up on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. Is this my request from yesterday, Duke? Is that what it is? Oh yeah. <laughs> Got to keep you happy, Kev. You know, I was thinking I wouldn't mind tomorrow. We got uh, Playlist Friday with Eddie Steele in the mm-hmm. morning, right? Um, I wouldn't mind a little Leonard Skinner tomorrow. Ooh. We haven't had any, and I, was, I, I heard a song on the radio a couple days ago, and I went, why don't we have any Leonard Skinner? No Freebird? Um, that's one of them. I, I think there's three, four other songs yeah, all right. Well, like, we'll piece our way through yeah. uh, through the I list mean, here today and get one lined up for tomorrow. We could probably go next door and ask uh, well, uh, T Bone about or uh, Pete Panotsky, <laughs> uh what they what their favorite Leonard Skinner songs are. Yeah, this would be a good morning to ask him too. It might be a little a uh, little ex, uh, huffed up on the bleach <laughs> smell rolling through. <laughs> we the, had uh, a little pipe break here. Yeah, eh? a little, little water break. Little uh, accident overnight, so uh, shout out Troy. And uh, I'm, I'm sure a little he's got, lightheaded right he's now. Got, Duke. A, got a few extra hands helping him back there, uh, shop vacking up and dumping and stuff. But yeah, a lot of bleach uh, smell <laughs> wafting to the I'm studios, a, keeping a, us alert. I feel a little, uh, a little out there. That's just normal, though. I guess on a normal day. Uh, text coming in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty from Dicky. Just started listening to this station about four months ago. I love the whole day. I try to listen as much as I can. I'm more of Kevin's vintage, but I am from the Dukes. Neck of the woods. Love the country boy flair you boys bring. Keep it up. Uh, the playoff season has begun, and the orders will be just fine. All the nitpicking is getting old. Have a good day, fellas. Uh, thanks for that post, uh, Dickie. So, Connor McDavid, one goal, two assists last night. On the season, McDavid is third in NHL scoring with 94 points. Uh, Nikita Kucherov has 103. Nathan McKinnon. 98, but the Oilers have some games in hand. And after the overtime winner last night, his first goal in 10 games, the captain had these post-game comments. When you see a guy like Zach Hyman, you know, put out the effort he does every single night and he reaches a career milestone like 40 goal seasons, as a teammate of his, what does that mean to you? Um, yeah, obviously, so happy for him. Um, He's a guy that brings it every single day, brings it with a, a positive attitude, a smile on his face. Um, even when things aren't going well, um, he shows up and is the same every day. And um, it's great to see him get rewarded. He's been playing great this year, and um, he's banging in goals left, right, and center. And um, it's been great for our team. Only two guys in Oilers history have scored 40 quicker, Gretzky and Curry. So it's it's not that he's scored 40. It's how quick he's done it. And, you know, 50 and, and beyond looks very doable. Um, yeah, taking it one day at a time. I'm sure that's on his mind a little bit, but um, you know, scoring 40 is uh, um, a huge accomplishment. Um, you know, I'm sure there's lots of lots of people out there um, that were doubting him early in his career, judging him by just how he looked on the ice. Um, but he's the 
you know, uh, the epitome of work for everything he's got. Um, and he's done that um, in spades. And obviously here in Edmonton, he's fit right in and um, continues to score big goals for us. So you did decide to score, eh? <laughs> there, was no one, there was no one to pass to. He was. I, was, I thought Himes Heim, would be on the backside, but uh, quit on the play, I guess. So. You, sorry, you, uh, I mean, you've been putting up assists at a pretty crazy pace here. Do you just you maybe get into phases where you just kind of see it a little bit different or you're sensing things a little different? Or how would you describe kind of this zone you've been in assists-wise? Uh, you know what? I'm always trying to, to make plays and, and to, to set guys up. and. Um, you know, obviously, right now it seems like it's been more than than obviously scoring. You know, goals have been hard to come by. Um, you know, but uh, I don't know if there's a zone or anything. I'm always trying to produce any way I can. Not, I'm not trying to not score goals. It's just been the pass has been there, and um, I've been uh, maybe making too many passes here and there. But um, you know, they've been going in. Good to see you on your winner. <clears throat> Yeah, not much time left. I was pretty tired. Eck was tired. Um, I was waiting for you. Yeah, I kept. I said I kept. I kept giving it back to him. I felt bad for him. He was just trying to get off the ice, but um, you know, he kind of gave it to me there, and I just tried to give it one last dash. And and um, you know, there was not much going on that play. I just tried to get it to the net somehow, and fortunately went in. How about the effort from Ryan Nugent Hopkins on that back check? Yeah, amazing, amazing. Um, you know, he uh, he comes back a long ways. Doesn't quit on that play. Um, you know, that's a that's a huge play in the game. Um, I think of other plays. I think of Nursey breaking up a two on one. Folks back checking on that one too. Sue obviously with the two on zero save. Um, some great defensive plays. Connor, the first five minutes obviously not what the team wanted. You didn't let it last the whole period. Is, is that maybe the the one positive you take out of the first was that it was a short stint, even though it was a tough five minutes. Yeah, obviously a tough five minutes, um, and we were lucky to get out of it just down two. Um, not the recipe for success, obviously. Um, you know, but. Um, we didn't let it get to three, and we clawed our way back in, scored a big goal at the end of the first, and you know make it a game again. Um, I thought we were the, the better team for, for 50 minutes. Um, I thought we lacked a little bit of the killer instinct maybe. Um, didn't find a way to, uh, to, to, to bury one earlier, but um, still happy we got a win. Connor, just go back to, to Zach. You've played with a lot of great players here, but you, just, you two seem to have this chemistry. Can you describe it? What, what kind of makes you two click? Well, he's always at the net, um, you know, and... and um, that's a guy I like to play with. Obviously, I like to do uh, a lot of roaming around the zone. Um, you know, I'm not always the guy at the net, so uh, I need someone that's going to be there. And he's obviously there a lot. Um, and he's big and strong. I think you see in the first goal, he gets you know the D man on his back and makes it easy just to kind of put it in there. And he gets a couple whacks at it and and, and scores. So um, he makes a lot of plays like that. He makes it easy on the passer to uh, to put it in there for him. That's Oilers captain Connor McDavid following the overtime winner. Last night, Oilers 3-2 over the Blues to improve to 35-20-2. 72 points on the year, one point back of Vegas with a couple of games in hand. It will be three games in hand after Vegas plays in Boston tonight. So as you heard McDavid talk about several key moments in that third period, one of them was... Well, Brett Kulak actually hit the crossbar on a kind of a fluttering wrister that just sort of eluded everybody uh, and got over Jordan Bennington. It hit the crossbar, play reversed, and it was almost like the Oilers were 
I don't know, just maybe on their heels a little bit, kind of watching where the puck was going in the corner and then careaming out of the corner. Outbreak the Blues, and Stu Skinner comes up with his best save by far on the night. On Zach Bolduc, it was a, a cross crease sliding across, got the big blocker on it. So that was massive. And then the other one that McDavid talked about was the unbelievable uh, back check from Ryan Nugent Hopkins on Robert Thomas. It, it was a hell of an effort by... Evan Bouchard to try to keep the puck in at the blue line on the power play, but as he kind of dove for the puck, it just slips through, and then on the way out, uh, the puck comes out, and then uh, Robert Thomas has a breakaway basically from you know the blue line in. On that uh, play, after the game, Robert Thomas had this quote. On his foiled breakaway chance, obviously frustrating. I kind of looked over my right shoulder and I thought I had a lot of time. And Nugent Hopkins came from behind on my blind side and I didn't see him at all. You know, I thought I had the goal and in my head I was already thinking about scoring and it sucks when you just get your stick lifted right when you're going to shoot. Tough one, tough one. Um, And Stu Skinner. Uh, also on Ryan Nugent Hopkins, a game-saving back check. I just kind of think those moments as winning games. When Nuge did that, I thought in my head, if we win this game, that's a huge moment, a huge reason why. When guys put in that type of effort, that's doing the things that are hard and ultimately doing the hard things will win you games. Text coming in, one 1440 for starters, it's not Leonard, it's Leonard. Oh boy, that's from... Uh, There's Dean. a pro tip. There's a pro tip. Leonard. Okay. Thank you, Dean. Leonard. Leonard Skinnerd. Oh man. Uh, we've got... We're going to talk a lot of hockey here while well, the next two hours, well, probably the rest of the show basically. So I just wanted to touch on a couple of other things. Uh Dallas Mavericks over the Raptors last night, 136-125. Luka Doncic had a triple-double on his birthday. That's pretty cool. First time ever? Yeah, it was. I, I caught pieces of this uh, game kind of flipping around the channels and stuff throughout the night. And, I mean, he's he's unbelievable. He's one yeah. of the best players in the NBA. And if the Mavericks can ever get, you know, all things rolling at once, they, they've got to be considered, you know, a threat to win a championship. But yeah. he's uh, he's at a specimen. And he was he was on one last night. The Raptors oh, never really stood a chance. No. Uh, Oil Kings lost in Calgary on that hockey hooky game six three. And wanted to mention the CFL has uh, issued a statement regarding what's going on with the Toronto Argonauts and Chad Kelly. Uh, just the fact that uh, the CFL is committed to creating healthy and positive working and playing environments for all those associated with the league and its member clubs. Uh, yada yada. Uh, take it seriously. Uh, we have opened an investigation, and we will not provide further common until it's been completed uh, you'll hear those updates as the morning goes on from the duke taking care of business uh, so we've got a jam-packed jam-packed hockey show hockey guests coming up uh the rest of the way here so top of the hour ladislav schmied will be with us as uh, our co-host every thursday from eight to ten at eight o'clock also mark specter from rogers Sportsnet. as we go on the mark for booster juice our headliner of the day for mr Ruder frank saravalli and the daily face-off lots to talk about with frank with uh you know chris tanov uh, elias petterson uh, a lot of things uh, moving and shaking with frank at nine o'clock devin dubnik former teammate of ladislav schmieds will be with us at nine 
Now, he's doing a lot of work with the NHL Network, so I think he's in New York right now uh, doing work with the NHL Network. So at 920, John Scott, Dropping the Gloves podcast. This is going to be good. He's been in contact with Nathan Rempe, who played with uh, Spruce Grove Saints out of Calgary. He's what? Got tons of fights so far and a handful of games. Still learning. He's got he's got to find a way where he can contribute in other areas as well. If he can do that, man, he's got a bright future in front of him. And then Rock Kubatko, Baltimore Orioles uh, beat reporter for MASN Sports, will be with us uh, in the 10 o'clock hour. When we come back, it'll be Ladislav Schmid, Mark Spector. Before that, time now for a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Tommy Guns, our unique lounges and casual setting. Makes it easy for anyone to rock a new look and get the best hot towel shave experience in Canada, hands down. Book now at TommyGuns.com. Here is the Duke.